1: I wanna be wanna
0: be wanna be Hi, how are ya? Welcome to another installment of the podcast. I am your host. Shane told, it is so nice to have you for another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. That's where I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band, in this case, of a few bands. We got a great episode this week. I sit down with my buddy, one of my favorites, just one of the best dudes, Donovan Malero of Hail the Sun. He's got a brand new band. They're called Nova. Charisma, a two-piece with his buddy Sergio. You know him from all kinds of stuff too. We talk all about that. They're keeping it in the family. But I heard this EP, wow. And I was like, yo, Don, come get on here, man. Let's let's chat about this EP, everything you're up to. I know Cianvar, his other band is done. But hail the sun, they're on tour right now. I just saw them. If you want to see a show. That will blow your mind Go see Hail the Sun on their tour Right now They are just killing it And I mean Donovan Malero One of the most talented people I mean this guy can sing This guy can write This guy can play bass really well apparently And he's also a phenomenal drummer So Donovan's back on the show So happy To have him And uh, yeah well you know You guys can always get in touch with me that's something I like to remind you of. And uh, I got to say, the last week didn't get as many emails. Hmm, i do not not sure why. I'm not mad. Um, it's less work for me, I guess. Uh, but if you do want to get in touch with me, no problem. Leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email and I try to get back to everybody, but I do in fact fail quite often, to be honest. If you want to help out the show, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club Donovan Malero, he's a member, actually. So yes, check it out, leadsingersyndrome.com slash allaccess for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in, gets you the bonus episodes, the bonus content, access to a great community. And if you pay a little bit more, you get some merchandise sent to your house. It's just a really good time. And it is what keeps this show on the air. This show will always be free, but because of those people... Donating and helping me with their hard-earned money, we're able to do this thing every single week for almost 200 episodes. Man, 200 that that is just mind blowing, mind blowing to me. So, uh, other news with me, my band Silverstein, we're in the studio right now recording, and uh, yeah, it's it's we've got we're off to a great start. We're we're going really fast through this, you know. Sometimes. Recording processes, they can take a while, you know, I think the last record we we ended up spending almost twice the time we expected on, you know, pre-production, getting the songs ready, and then just, like, certain things took forever. This record's going really fast, really streamlined, so I think it's a good sign, and any nerds out there, if they're talking about microphones, and some people like this stuff, right now, as I record this intro in my car... I am using an EVRE320 broadcast microphone Which is a great mic I don't know if I'd record lead vocals with it A mic I do use on this podcast uh, To record these intros sometimes Is called a Shure SM7 Which is a legendary microphone Broadcast microphone However, that is the microphone chosen To record the vocals on the new Silverstein album And it's kind of crazy because... We were shooting it out against other microphones, like some vintage Neumann microphones, U forty seven, U eighty seven, U sixty seven. These are like crazy expensive microphones. Like some of them are like five grand or more. And uh, the Shure microphone, you could just go to Guitar Center and you can buy it for three hundred and ninety nine bucks. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty crazy that the the most expensive gear doesn't always win. But we're in. We're doing vocals. Yeah, I think we're about forty percent of the way done. The record. It's really, really exciting, and I think everyone is going to be super stoked on this. The songs are turning out really, really great. Really, really cool. We're doing some cool production stuff. So my boy Sam, he's killing it. So that is what's new with me. I want to thank everyone who listened last week to my talk with Matt McAndrew of Slaves. I don't know if all the voice people came out of the woodwork or something, if they got some keyword search, but We had some big numbers last week. A lot of people tuning in to listen to that episode. And it was a great one. If you missed it, go back. Go back after that and check out the other 190 whatever episodes. Uh, And tell a friend. Tell a loved one. If you like the show, write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Do whatever. Do whatever. Join the Analaxis Club. That's the best way to help the show. But I really do appreciate all the support. I think we had our biggest month. Ever last week So this is really cool, you know To finally be hitting our stride Almost 200 episodes in So thank you everybody for tuning in And make sure you hit that subscribe button Whatever you're listening to this on Well, I think it's time Let's get into it Here's my conversation In my car Sitting in my car in downtown Toronto With Donovan Molero Of Hail the Sun And Nova Charisma I know I'm a loud motherfucker, so it's uh, it's good. Yeah, before the uh, mics were turned on, I mean, I don't want to say, this is not true, but I, I like to say this stuff just to, like, piss people off, like, oh, all the good shit comes out before you start rolling. Yeah, yeah. But occasionally you do say something interesting. Yeah. You know, like, I haven't seen you in a while, and, you know, catching up a little bit and just talking about stuff, and, and the first thing that we started talking about is uh, co-writing. Yep. Which is... I think something that a lot of, you know, casual music fans really don't know that much about. Yeah. It
2: takes place in the background, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, because, you know, the band is the band. People want to think that the guy that, you know, is singing the song wrote the words. Yeah. Right? It's like a personal thing. And yeah. The, the tattoos tell a story, man. You know? <laughs> but when, when, when a lot of times it turns out that that's not really the case, and... More and more in you know, let's just call it like punk music. Mm-hmm. Um, these co-writes are taking place um, more and more.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been a thing in pop music for such a long time, and sure, um, it goes and way back. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, definitely more recently, with bands of our genre, are they just getting together even with other band homies who are in the yep. same scene and just seeing what comes together when you put two minds, uh, yeah, on an idea instead of just one.
0: Have you um, done any co writes, either for Hale we, or anything else? We
2: did our first official co writing session with Hale uh, in July with Curtis Peoples and uh, Dan know. Whitmore.
0: Oh, uh, I know that name. Is, that a, is he a producer? They, I think they're both producers, but
2: Curtis worked a lot with Pierce the Veil. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, Third Eye Blind, I believe. Oh, okay. And uh, I think Dan, I, I'm not too familiar with Dan's catalog, but I know that they're kind of like a team.
0: Right. So right.
2: we took some ideas to them and just helped flesh out some bit, some some basic ideas and melodies. But what we really got from that was it kind of reaffirmed our ability and where we were at in our career as songwriters. When we brought something sure. in and thought, okay, what can you guys do with this? And um, <laughs> from from a completely different standpoint, they the the song that ended up being the, the recent single that we just released, uh, "Devastate and Recalibrate." Yes, was yes. already. Um, there really wasn't. There was almost no amending on that song. Right, just like this is pretty much there, dude. I sh- I showed them the vocal melody I had in mind, um, and there were a few things here and there in the verses that we fucked with, but other than that, it stayed kind of the way it was, and that was cool.
0: So much of that I feel like can be a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, like Absolutely. when you're like when you're working with a producer, a producer could, if they wanted to, suggest a change in every single song. Yeah. Or probably could just not really make any changes, and who really knows what's better? Exactly. You know? And we've we've worked with both styles of producers, mm-hmm. producers that are like, oh no no, like this this chorus isn't a chorus, and it's a pre-chorus. You got to write another chorus, yeah. and it's like, well, really, and then yeah, or or like, or you need to cut this B chorus and change it around, or yeah. you know, all this stuff. And then there's other producers that literally like say, no, sounds good, like maybe we. They, you know, they're more interested in like maybe the the tones right, or the right. sounds exactly. or or like maybe changing like a drum like literally it can be something as simple as like, oh well your the drummer's playing that on the hi hat, maybe he should play that on the crash symbol. Yep. You know,
2: um we've had that as well. It it's such a matter of opinion. Yes. It yes. really is. And and if you're with a co writer or a producer that shares the same vision, it's easier to
0: get across the finish line um yeah. with the same types of ideas. Totally. Totally. I think though, sometimes though, and I think everyone's a little guilty of this. It's mm-hmm. like, and I've, I've been really conscious lately, like later in my life in the last, let's say few years to not do this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think like if you send me a song you write and I'm listening to it for the first time, I'm going to like, I'm not going to listen to it the same way that I would listen to like my favorite band song. Right. I'm going to listen to it in a way that I'm looking to change shit. Yeah. Right. And I think producers do that. I yeah. think that, that they have to, you have to almost be like, okay, let's not go into this saying, yeah. okay, what can I change? Because it's almost like, what's my value? If I don't yeah. change anything, am I not good enough? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you're talking about bands like you, Hail the Sun's been doing it for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10, 10 years now. Yeah. 10 years. And all your other projects and all this other stuff you've worked on, you know, you're, when you're bringing a song to the table, pretty sure that it's, like, gonna make some sense. It's gonna be sensical. Usually, right? yeah.
2: So. That, that's the whole idea. In fact, it's, it's funny, it's interesting thing to think of, because what if the producer, let's just say of uh, My Chemical Romance, right. um, I'm Not Okay, mm. what if that had gotten to the, to the producer in its final stage that we hear it right now? I wonder if it would have gotten changed at all, because the producer would have thought.
0: Maybe it did, though. Maybe it got changed along the way. Like, we don't really know that.
2: What if it showed up, the version that we hear, exactly how it how it is what if it came that finished how would, How would we oh. hear it now and I wonder if they would have said this is
0: already perfect or if they would have changed that's it that's the thing I don't know Interesting. I don't know though that's the thing we've and I feel like we've had with Silverstein we've done we've done records with producers that are more like a little more hands off yeah. a little more like well you, it's your song do what you want Yeah. and they'll have like very minor suggestions and then we've had like guys that want to rip apart the songs and I don't I don't know yeah. you can't it's one of those things. Like it is what it is now, and you can't really go back and and change it. So,
2: do you like to be? This is um, totally. I just popped in my head. So do you like to be um, vocally produced, as in told how to deliver stuff and, and given uh, feedback? Like, do you like that? I guess being pushed, as you as one would say, or do you mostly want them to just cap push the record button on your? Um, no, I, I like
0: some direction. Okay, cool. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the same way. I, and I and I especially like the the main thing. And this is totally not. I, I mean, it's music related, but not. When we do a video, I hate when the director doesn't tell me what to do. I'm the exact Like, tell same me way, what dude. to do. If you want, if my, if it looks cool when I raise my arms, tell me to do that. Yeah. If like I'm making a stupid face, tell me I'm making a stupid yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Like I hate that. And 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 like I guess that's sort of the same way with with. Uh, with singing too because I'm in the studio like I'm I'm in like I have tunnel vision like a lot of times I'm in the studio like I'm just trying to hit the notes man and get the words out right I'm not always I'm not necessarily at the stage where it's I'm like looking for that magical take yet. yeah and they're the ones that are listening for that so Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah personally yeah I, I really need that but I'm I'm different I feel like you're probably a way more like the words and the melodies and the pitch for you is probably comes a lot easier Hmm. than me. I don't know. I sing things like I'll sing things like a hundred times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll do things a a bunch for sure. And sometimes I've worked with producers who I'll do something twice and they're like, great, we got it. And to me, it's been edged in my brain that more, more takes equals better outcomes. So I'm always, I've, I've actually questioned producers before this happened recently Mm -hmm. and they were like, sat me down and were like, you have to trust me. If right. if we if you did this in two takes, three takes, and I think it sounds good, everything sounds good, you're concerned about your pitch, but I'm telling you, your pitch is great, your delivery is great, just go with it. And that was tough, because I'm used to doing things like 10 times, even though the first take was excellent, I'm like, well, let's just do nine more just to be safe type right. mentality. And recently, I worked with, it was actually Brian McTernan. Who, oh, yeah? Yeah, who was like, dude, you nailed it in these two, two or three. And he didn't, he didn't use... Um, take files for vocals. He like just would comp it right there, and that was it. Well, yeah, yeah, and that that almost lit, uh, that was a different type of fire underneath me because I didn't feel more pressure. But it was just strange that he was like, You've, "You're nailing this," and I'm not seeing it a million times. And uh, and and he was like, "You just have to
0: trust me on on mm.
2: the fact that these." It's gonna it's gonna come out good. Like like I'm
0: hearing it, it's sounding great. I mean that must just that's just your your talent, I think, man. And Brian McTurnan, that's a guy. I know Brian very well. He's a guy that's recorded bands for what? what I mean, I don't want to oh, say maybe dude. thirty years, but getting there. Yeah, like, definitely. He's a guy that's recorded you know classic punk records, and he's heard he's definitely heard some pretty Ex- bad singers. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, exactly. But, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm still like from. The school that, and here's partly why. So I was reading this article one time, and I can't remember what producer it was, um, but it was like a guy that does like pop. Like he just recorded like Rihanna. Okay. Like shit like that. And the interviewer is like some industry magazine, and the, the interviewer asked him kind of like about how he records vocals. And mm-hmm. he says, What I do is I have the singer sing 10 takes of. The part, whether it's the line or the, you know, the verse or like whatever, I have them do 10. Okay. He says, we don't talk about it. We just, unless there's something like really like off. Right. And, and, and he says, I did 10 takes and I only listened to like eight, nine and 10. Oh, and I wow. comp and I comp from eight, nine and 10. He said it's always the best takes or always the last three. never heard of that. Because he says that the basically the singer, after doing it that many times, they know what they're doing. Yeah. they found it. Damn. They're giving it a little bit maybe extra on some of the parts where they can. Yeah. They're more comfortable with it. Um so I don't know. So That's so when I read that, I'm like, okay, well, I should I think I should do a bunch of takes. But for me, like, I don't know. I, I think it's weird because my vocals always come out fine and and you know, of course, like yeah, they sound fucking something great. like pitch. I mean, this this people don't know this, but like pitch can be fixed.
2: Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> like every record has auto tune on it. Everything, dude. Just because it doesn't sound like T Pain doesn't mean it doesn't have autotune on it. Mm-hmm. Every record has auto tune <laughs> on it. So like pitch sometimes is I don't want to say it's the last yeah. thing you should be worried about, but it's it's not if, as important yeah. as this was like when Brian McTernan started recording. Yeah, records. exactly. Yeah, right. if the
2: energy's there and the performance is there normally. Then that's what they're gonna. That's what people prefer. And then just maybe nudge the pitch a little bit. But yep. That's the industry secret. That's that's, that's the... <laughs> this is why people listen to this shit. <laughs>
0: um, well, uh, that's a big long intro, man. Like 10 minutes of talking about that, but I love that stuff. Um, I'm here with Donovan from Hail the Sun uh, and also from a brand new band, Nova mm. Charisma. Yeah. Two-piece band with you and your friend Sergio. And it's cool, man. This is like, I feel like... I love talking to an artist when things are real fresh, real new. All you have so far out is one EP Mm -hmm. on Equal Vision, uh, Exposition 1, Yeah, correct? That's it. And uh, three songs? Three songs. And they're all bangers. Thank you, dude. uh, As to be expected with Donovan. Um, Tell me how this project came up. Uh, And and is it partly to do with uh, Sianvar? uh, part, like uh, breaking up I guess Yeah. For lack of a better
2: word absolutely man uh, so just once we all had decided that it was time for CNVAR to go on it's hiatus or on it's way out Sergio and I still wanted to continue working together and we worked so well together and we have for a bit and we'd always talked about it. I wonder what it would be like if you and I just worked on something but it never really made sense because we always had CNVAR right so um, once that had finished for the time being, we ended up doing what made the most sense for the next step logically. And that was continue on with our visions and our, mus- our musical partnership and form Nova Charisma. And so we did. And we, and it was really cool to start it. We flew out um, overseas. We did riding out there. Uh, to where get out where start. We went to uh, um, the shortage area of London and we got an apartment there. We chilled there, and then we went to. Um, we, I'd go back and forth from Vegas to LA mm-hmm. with him, and um, we ended up just. It, it started. I mean, it, it's branded as a two piece, and it was it was really cool to just have to work with another person, especially someone who was so much on the same page right. a, as I. But we also uh, very shortly after started riding with Carlo and our, our friend Carlo Marquez. He was the old drummer for Stolas. And yes, um, Sergio's whole band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he would write with us, and that's when we felt like our sound really clicked. It just made sense, and so we wrote a bunch of songs with Carlo. And then we thought, well, why don't you just track the drums for these as well, and like be a part of this?
0: Which is surprising. Like when I looked at your, I think it was like your Bandcamp page, and it had kind of the credits of you know Brian McTurnan recorded it, and you did the um, uh, vocals and. And Sergio did the guitars and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. I thought it was very interesting that you didn't play drums because you're such an accomplished drummer. Thank you. And you play in Hail the Sun, Mm. uh, you know, in the studio and and live too sometimes. So I was surprised. Um, When you guys were writing, whether, I mean, maybe not in London if you're in an apartment, but were you playing drums at all in this? No. I It wasn't until you were stateside, I guess.
2: uh, Yeah. and, And I... I really like to perform and write on bass. So this whole time, um, I, I've done a lot of bass writing through every band I've been in for the last 10, 15 years. So on with Nova Charisma, um, I wrote the bass and I tracked the bass on that. Mm-hmm. And so what was really cool about that was having a drummer, I, I'd sometimes have drum beats come to mind where I would voice them to Carlo, but we're so like-minded, he kind of we'd be on the same wavelength anyway. So it was really cool to be able to say to do something that I would also normally do, but not having to do it myself on drums. I could just keep the bass guitar on me. And when right. I write bass, I like to guide songs along um, with with the melody in mind that it's going to be you vocal. You never
0: hear anyone talk about writing on a bass. Yeah, <laughs> That's that's really unique, though. Dude, I I Bass is usually it. an afterthought, right? You have, like, guitars and drums, and then you kind of, like, the bass is... The, the bass can really be the the missing link. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But so much of the time, I feel like the bass is not the instrument you would think of as a writing tool.
2: Yeah, dude, and I've always written on bass. I love writing on bass because I feel like you can have a guitar lead. If Sergio was doing something crazy, uh, in the case of Nova Charisma... Or a lead that repeats, I instantly hear basslines, and I write down and I write them down. And w- in doing that, I can help guide what my melody is gonna be, mm-hmm. and where the key gonna go, and if there's gonna be a key change or what the next progression is gonna be. I love doing that on bass. Right. So being able to be on bass with a drummer in the room, a very good drummer, and with Sergio on guitar, it was it was very very uh, f- um f- uh not fluid. What's the word? Fluent, fluent. Okay. It just it just was, it was a well a well oiled machine. Right. So I I got to write write the bass, record the bass for all of Nova Charisma, and have Carlo drum on it. But it was really the three of us that found that sound. Right. And uh, and it really worked, and we wrote a bunch of songs together that way.
0: Have you guys started? Have you guys done any live shows? No. That I, is, I've heard you're doing some stuff in line. Yeah, just yeah. Just kind of getting out there in so, front of the
2: kids. Yep on on some of the shows. Um, Sergio and I will grab an acoustic guitar and head out and play to the line and it's crazy cuz people know the songs already. Right. We'll, we'll wow. play an old, uh, we'll play an old CMR song and then we'll usually do a Nova Charisma song as well. And people know it and it's fucking
0: awesome, dude. Well, this tour is cool. Uh, the Mental Knife tour, which is named after, you know, the last full length Hail the Sun record obviously. Mm-hmm. And your first headliner in a while. Yeah. And you've brought out A cool kind of group of of bands, and I was talking to Shane, uh, your Shane, not me, Mm -hmm. myself, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, backstage a little bit, and he mentioned he used the term the family. Mm -hmm. Is that a term you guys like talk about? Because I I, I mean, it's very incestuous these these bands. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, they are with with. I mean, Will, of course, you know, Will Swan with with the. Blue Swan Records and Sianvar, obviously he being a part of that band. Mm -hmm. Also Royal Coda, who's on this tour. Uh, and Sergio's in that band. So everyone's kind of together. And I think that's really cool for your fans because a lot of people just are, have become fans of the family. Right. Uh, which is kind of a cool way to approach, you know, just putting a tour like this together.
2: So, and I, I'm always, uh, I sometimes have a hard time different, differentiating the business mindset and the artistic mindset. So right. in a business sense, the way that we wanted to go about this tour was make a really appealing ticket for um, Hable Sun Fan. We've done t- headline tours in the past where we try to bring out different uh, demographics, I guess, of yes. genres. And that's, and that's not wrong either. It is what it is. And, right. and it can work a lot of the time. But for this tour, we wanted to really own what we're a part of and bring out support bands that hail the sun ticket buyers are just going to be more stoked on right make it's it the synergy su- yes. if you will yes make it super yes. appealing and and all of us know each other so well we've been playing in bands um, uh, playing on in bands with each other for so long playing with each other's bands since like 2012 2013 so it's cool uh, to to put together a billing that feels like really owning the community that we're a part of, yeah. and that we've helped to also continue to build over the last five years, and it seems to to really be working. I mean, people are stoked. the The fans were coming out, really, really like the lineup, and it's cool to see something. Uh, I guess the fruits of all of our labor and mm-hmm. cultivating a scene that is so diehard and so into it. It, it's really fucking awesome. It feels good and I think it was the right move for sure for this tour.
0: I I love it. I love it too. And and it's uh sorry, there's a it's a very we're sitting in my car in downtown Toronto and it's like a little overwhelming right yeah. now. There's like some strange woman drinking what's she drinking?
2: It looks like piss.
0: <laughs> and this dude's like just having a smoke and there's some homeless people over there and there's a car like looked like it was gonna kill us. Um, now this guy's standing up oh no he's just having a seat he's, he's a good this is Toronto man this I love is, it yeah we're writing the shit here well we couldn't really do it in the green room because it was it was going to be too loud when, been, yeah. when um the first band is it how do you say their first name is band I, I didn't want to say their band name wrong it,
2: on the tour, Vis. 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 Not Viz. No, not
0: Viz. Or Viz. Yeah,
2: it's, it's a pretty complicated name, even yes. though it's three fucking letters. Viz. And that's um, Alan, who drums for us. Yes. That's his band. Yes. And of course, you know Alan. We've toured together. Yes,
0: I love Alan. Alan's a f- Alan's uh, a trip, man. He
2: is. He's a great guy. Follow him on
0: Twitter. He's a. Uh, Oh, he he's a great Twitter account. He's a
2: thirsty dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, but but that's an, I mean that's just another example of keep it, keep it in the family. Yeah, dude. Uh with the tour, I, I like absolutely love that. Um yeah, Kurt Travis is here. Yeah, dude. just cuz I mean, he's a, he's a you know, friend of the podcast, so so I absolutely love that. Uh another thing that you do uh in addition to many bands and projects is you are a booking agent. Yep. Which we talked about a little bit on the the last time and and some of that balance, but I feel like as as Hail of the Sun is getting bigger, um, as you're doing other projects, is it getting harder and harder to coordinate this?
2: That's a great question. Um, No, it's not getting harder, though I just have to... Make sure to continuously maintain my workflow, and and in some in some ways it almost is getting easier. Especially on this tour, we're in a bandwagon, so we have a driver, um, and that's been really nice to be able to sleep, do the overnight drives, and wake right. up and be able to start to work. Uh, I do have an assistant, and that definitely helps for a sure at, at the agency. But I think it kind of it, it really only helps because I just build stronger relationships, not only with. The people that I'm working with, uh, promoters, other agents, managers, but also the bands uh, that I, I work with as well.
0: Absolutely. The police just went yeah, by and I thought are, they, were, are, they were like rolled up behind know, us like, and like, I was oh, like, uh, I thought we were going to have to explain what we're doing sitting in the car on microphones here. Th- but... Uh, they should
2: really be talking to the girl that's drinking her own piss over here? Yeah, they, they don't the- seem to mind.
0: <laughs> oh, I think she's hiding. The, she's hiding the <laughs> bottle now. Look. She's hiding the bottle and she's looking over at the... Mm. What are they doing though? I don't know. Dude, I, I don't know if I'm on board with the Toronto police, man. I, I remember this, this one story, um and, and I wanna talk more about you in a second, but no, okay. so my, my ex girlfriend, she you know, good looking girl, uh used to work at retail, so they get off work like pretty late, you know, like eleven PM kinda yeah. after the you know, managing after they shut down the store and stuff. So her and her other colleague, you know, two pretty girls. They're driving in the city, and uh I guess uh the she's got like a expired tag or something right okay so she gets pulled over expired tag the cop comes over and I guess there's some other problem like something else some other issue with her insurance or something right mm. so you know it's 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 it pretty much a routine traffic stop yeah. you give them a ticket and you know so she, so there the cop goes back to the car and another cop car pulls up cop gets out of the car oh how you doing ladies Mm. and they're like uh fine oh what's wrong it's like oh well just I guess my insurance like I don't have my new insurance slip in my car it's like oh okay sit in the car waiting third car pulls up Mm. cop comes over what are you guys doing tonight you guys uh partying tonight they're like no we're just coming home from work fourth cop car fifth cop car what there's the cops all here. hanging out like around them like showing off like so a different cop comes up to the car again and this is like the third or fourth one that's approached them and it's like hey ladies how you doing and all that shit and they're like um is everything okay like you know there's a lot of cars here and the cop goes oh yeah no no it's fine we just heard on the radio you guys were hot you know oh, oh, what the fuck is that? So of course the cop lets them off with a warning, and of I'm just course. like, man, that's fucked up. Like, don't they have better things to do than, you know, like Apparently that's not. that's messed up, right? Yeah, so I don't know, man. man. I I, have never thing- been a huge fan of cops. No, uh, I I know we have cops listening to this right now, and <laughs> we have cops. We have cops of the members members of the All Access Club. I don't think all cops are bad, but no. that kind of shit, man. Like. Ah, uh, Defi- not, not a fan. This is
2: definitely a, a sort of a tangent, but it's something, like, just as be, just because you're talking about it, it's something I feel so strongly about. In theory, and I've written about this, a police officer is a public servant. That's honorable. That's a fucking honorable job to want to take care of your community. Mm-hmm. They work for us. I don't know what the situation is like in, in Canada, but, of course, U.S. has a definite,
0: um, oh, this guy's walking up to us now. No, yeah, he, he he was looking at us. Um, this is he? Are they all talking to this guy? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what they're doing over
2: there. It just like you said. It's yeah. It, not all cops are bad. Like it's an honorable job in the U.S. There's such a it's it's just the stigma is so bad because they it's become more frightening and and an abuse of power and making sure that they're protected and they're right. right. Uh, No matter what, if your word against a police officer's word, we even have footage of police officers doing fucked up shit, and they're still not held accountable. Yeah. So I am not the idea of a police officer. It's honorable. It really is. You're a public servant. You're serving the community. That's great. But two. Uh, Too often, the power gets to their head, and it becomes just about them being right more than anything, and intimidating, and
0: getting away with shit. Well, the other problem, too, is is when one cop does something bad, and the other cop, they don't agree with it, Mm -hmm. but they kind of have to look the other way. That's that's what I mean. Right? Because there's the, the... Right, or yeah, or even not even just boys. It's just that's just like you don't rat on. It's, that's what I mean. Like you, you're, you know, your colleague. You know, in any, you, you know, you, it's, it's
2: like you're looking out for your kind. But when that right. happens, no one's held accountable. Yeah, and what, that sh- that's, in the, what that's that's that sets an example saying we can continue doing whack shit and get away with it because. We're a coalition and no one's going to rat the other one out. So we're going to keep getting away with shit that we shouldn't be. Yeah. And this, that's, that's this, a problem. This uh,
0: story, I, I don't know if you heard it, just happened yesterday, but the the cop that went into the wrong apartment. And shot that and person. And shot the guy. I did you just hear saw got, that. Ten years, sentenced. right? Yeah, ten years.
2: Ten years, dude. Like, they wanted way more than that. I,
0: I mean, I, I don't. I can't really comment. I don't know all the details of the case. I can't either. To be fair, I can't either. But, I mean, I know that, that like, today they, they were going through her phone, like, records and finding that she said some things that were, like, questionably racist and stuff. You know, like, when you get into that, it's like, that whole level of stuff, it's like, damn, man, but... I don't know. It's it's It, it would
2: be tough t- to be a police officer would, would be tough. I I admit that. You have to be able to have people flip you off to your face potentially right. and say fucked up shit and you still have to be honorable enough to be like my job is still to defend you as a public servant. That's a tough thing to have to do. I get why it would be it could be shitty sometimes for sure. Right. But I respect the people that really respect the job. I really do. But yeah. I've also encountered in my in my past life some not so <laughs> pleasant experiences with cops.
0: Is it time to talk about your past
2: life? Oh man, I, I, I have some some wild uh, tales. Uh,
0: well, I'm sure you do. I mean, you, you you've been pretty open um, about your battles with addiction in the past, mm-hmm. and I actually read an article you wrote about addiction. You, you um you wrote a letter to your to yourself
2: oh that's right uh yeah
0: basically I, I think the idea was you were writing it to yourself like the day that you got sober yeah and you know what was interesting about it is you wrote it on september 28 2018 which is almost one year to the day because today is october 2nd oh, 2019 shit, yeah so it's been a year since you wrote that and i thought that and, and the article um well, it's on talkhouse.com that's people right. can probably search for it DonovanMoleroTalks.com, if they want to see it, and and I r- really recommend it for anybody that uh, is struggling with any kind of addiction, because even myself and, and some of the the things that I've been through, and, and I don't claim to be like a full blown addict. I, I had like drugs and alcohol haven't ruined my life, um, well, <laughs> not completely anyway. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, you, you know, but, but I, I've had my you know my struggles and stuff like that, and I felt like the things that you wrote were very inspiring. Especially the part, uh, just, just, just the the thing that you said about how you're going to focus on music Mm. and you're going to focus on business and that's, those are good things. And then the fact that you are a person that can't drink and do drugs Mm. and there are people that can, but you can't and that's okay. You know, and you put it in very, in terms where the whole thing read, uh, very positively. Awesome, and Thank I really, you, really enjoyed it, and I, I, I found it very inspiring.
2: That was, that was the most important. That was probably the hardest hurdle to get over, especially because I turned twenty-one a year after I got clean.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I, I, in college, you know, you turn twenty-one, you go to the bars right. and you party, and for a long time, I really tried to still live a nightlife like that without drinking. Right. Sometimes, sure, it would it would be cool, but having to get past the point of well, why can't I like. That person can do it, so maybe I can. Maybe I can't. Right. Thankfully, I never really went down that road again. Um, I kept stopping myself, but finally being able to just think, like, tell my talking to myself, "You can't. You just can't." Like, and that's totally fine. If you do, because every time I would, something would go off in my head. Because I, I had before that time, I had my relapse times. I'd be clean for maybe a month or two. I would drink and I I never had a crazy problem with alcohol. Sure, I would use it to the abuse point, but I'd always relapse on the other substances. I'd I'd get drunk and then be like, fuck, you know what sounds good right now? And then go and do it. It always led there. Right. I just couldn't do it. But finally getting past that, like, I just can't. That's okay. You're going to be better off for it. Just accept it. And kind of giving... I, I don't have... I uh, I know the language in recovery groups can be tricky because people are afraid of the word God and giving your mm-hmm. will over to God and stuff. I don't have I have a higher power that um, and on times like that I had to especially at the beginning, uh, really practice giving, really letting go of control. And just letting my higher power, which for me was the universe, something greater than myself, guide me. Why was I fighting? I was fucking swimming upstream, making life so difficult for myself and thinking of all the why I can't instead of what can I do. I'm in control of a lot of other shit. The serenity prayer was a huge part that I still will cite to this day. In fact, last night I was was saying it, uh, I mean, it's nothing too, it's. There's nothing crazy going on now, but just the whole idea of knowing what you can control, the wisdom to know what you can't control, yep. um, and knowing the difference between the two. Yes. And that's that still helps me to this day. And once I was able to completely let go of that, piss it to the fucking wind, it felt a lot better. And when I was able to uh, start doing more productive things instead of uh, uh, more self-doubt. And then, like, thinking, why? Self-destruction. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Sure. Or that, that's what it leads to. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been a year. I mean, you wrote that a year wrote ago. That a year ago, Has yeah. it been a good year? I mean, for yourself? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been a great great year for your career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, honestly, congratulations with all the stuff you've done. It's been amazing. Thanks, dude. But, you know, personally, I feel like it's it's kind of a good way to market. If, if that was written a year ago, almost exactly to the day. Yeah, that's crazy. You kind of look back and go, okay, I wrote that a year ago. Has, was that... Sort of a big step in, you know, my last year and, yeah. and the the my journey through this fucking world, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, th- this this year, 2019, um, I hit my decade mark of sobriety, so that that was a cool. Congratulations. Th- to look back. Thank you on on everything that has happened since that point. Um, definitely a lot of pinch me moments, and like if I were to be the 20 year old, fast forward to fast. Fast forwarding to where I'm at now and the stuff that's happened, it's been pretty incredible. Um, the year in general, it's it's been good. I I haven't actually thought about that and no one's asked <laughs> it. It's a great question. Oh,
0: well, it's not that you know great a question, but uh, <laughs> glad you're appreciating it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's been cool. I've been able to... Uh, what I've tried to focus on a lot over the last year is growth. Right. Not becoming too comfortable. There's things that happen that can shake you to your core and... Th- out of those moments come growth. Uh, forming Nova Charisma was a, a big part of that. A big part of starting something from the ground up. It's my third real band pursuit. Of course, Hale's Sons always been my baby. Then there was Cienvar, and then yep. Nova Charisma. Starting that from the ground up was yep. like let's. It, it was exciting to have to do it again, but we know so much more about the way that we want to be the way things work we kind of have a bigger platform on our own with, with Sergio and I I mean we, we put the, the vinyl on sale the first day that we announced the project we, we put up a vinyl variant without any music and they sold out in 24 hours and that was one of those like hmm. holy shit this is a testament to people supporting what we're doing with kind of just our names on it and, uh, and us being attached to it without having to hear a single note of music and, we, and actually maybe you should have
0: just changed it all the farms. <laughs> I was about to say, it made me
2: fucking nervous because I'm thinking, dude, what if we release this, people will start hitting up merch now, like, yo, can we get a refund, actually? We're the fart band. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, that that didn't happen. People seemed still really excited. And that's something, like, the the, the biggest goal outside of growth uh, as a human, growth as an artist, um, forcing myself to be in, uh, in situations that make me uncomfortable because they lead to... Um, uh, a different perspective right. a, d- a different form of growth uh, what I want to do is also be able to leave some type of just mark in, in, in this scene and whatever I'm doing I enjoy doing it that's the bottom line it's the only reason why I, I do the stuff that I'm doing is because I enjoy it it's not for anyone else but the fact we're just very lucky that it affects other people in a positive way and I want to it. Be able to con- continuously put stuff out that um, people can relate to or connect with. Right. That's a super cool feeling and something I've back to my high school, junior high school years. That that's what I wanted to do: is have an umbrella, yeah. of stuff that I work underneath. That I'm constantly being able to do shit. with.
0: I think that's really really cool, and and I completely believe you when you say that. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. My next question, but. One thing that always strikes me about you and your projects is there's a very high level of musicianship mm. on what you do. It isn't simple, mm-hmm. you know. It's there's always. I mean, I'm listening to the new Hail, Hail the Sun record. It's like, oh, there's a like just a random blast beat. That's pretty <laughs> crazy, you know. Um, and just some of the uh, arrangements of the songs and and you know key changes that you guys do and just. Chord progressions you don't hear every day and, yeah. and just different rhythms, and like that seems like that that, that must be uh, these fucking calls, man. Oh, actually, it's my sister. I thought it was, um, I'll call you back, Rena. Um, I thought it was like just one of those like fucking robot calls they get all day every day. Kill me, but um, uh, but but I, I forget where I was, but uh, you know, I, I really. Think that that's a big part of what you do in almost all your projects. Um, is that is that important to you, or is that just the way that you know how to make music? And
2: uh, is are you talking about the musicianship
0: and the t- yeah the musicianship the technicality of it? You know, because I, I feel like I'd love to hear you with an acoustic guitar playing C G A minor <laughs> F and see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen.
2: Um, y- y- it's not as important as it once was to be really complicated. Right. I I love playing progressive rock, post-hardcore music. I probably always will and it's a part of me for sure. Yeah. Anything I touch or do, I feel like it's going to have those roots. But that was that's what's so cool about the new thing with Nova Charisma uh, with Sergio is it both it felt natural to do something different with him. Him and I have always been on the same level and um and we have a very common vision. And we really respect each other's songwriting, and we wanted to continue that uh, going forward, even if it wasn't complicated music. And right. and, and people will see an exposition, Two, which will be coming out uh, fairly soon.
0: that It's been recorded. Yeah, it's been recorded. It, uh, who did you work with on that one, if you can tell us? That one was Mike Watts.
2: In, oh, nice. In Voodoo Studios. Cool. He did Culture Scars with Hale's Sun. I built a relationship with him at that point. Then he did Stola's uh, self-titled record, he is, we fucking love him, dude. Mike. So he's Mike more is of great. a
0: familiar guy because you'd never worked with Brian McTurnan before, right? Yeah, we never worked. So this McTernan. is a, this is it's interesting that you do the first one with, you know, a guy that's more unknown. Yeah, you'd think you'd go the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah. To kind of get your feet wet as that a new was, project. But... That
2: was just due to the uh, available uh, available dates, honestly. Oh yeah, okay. I I, th- I think that's why we did that order, and it happens to come out that way as well in terms of the order we're putting them out. But it's not so chaotic. It's something more that we can uh, sit and bob our head to, and realize that we don't need to go full force, but not try not to. Just it was it mm-hmm. was like the natural progression. And I I listened to your Daryl Palumbo podcast. I texted you about that actually. Fucking, right, right. He's such a G. But something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I've always I love Daryl, dude. He's, he's he's so good. And I've have you br- met him before? Yes. And the thing. One of the things I respect so much about him and his career was he has glass straw and then head automatica, dude. Like, hits everyone with this pop band that's also so fucking good. And it was a natural So good thing. and
0: still him, right? S- that's like, exactly what still, I mean. It was, it was amazing that his voice just worked over this, that's, like, seamlessly. Dude,
2: exactly right. He hit yeah. the nail on the head. Yeah. And I respected that. I've always wanted to be able to uh, transcend in, into different styles. And, um, I feel like with these further expositions, I mean it'll continue to happen with halo son, too, of course, but with this whole yeah. new thing with the different person, where it's just me and Sergio, and of course Carlo as um uh r- helping to write as well, uh, we were able to do something like that where it still has the traces of us, it still has our characteristics in it, it's just a different take, a different perspective, and it works we're we're so stoked on all the expositions. Um, that we ended up doing and we don't have to confine ourselves to just doing fast chaotic music even though we love it (laughs) we've we've done it and we want to we'll continue doing it i'm sure but the natural step with the direction that we were going with this just took us into um more of a focus on songwriting and not like let's make sure we have a five four part here coming up. Exactly, it was like it was just exactly. straightforward, kind of on its own. And I, I think people will like it. I think they'll hear it. I mean, I hope they do. We do, but that's yet to be seen. We we were stoked on the first. I think the order is correct. Expedition one still a little a little crazy. It's yes. got its, it's got its progressive elements. Expedition two, there's still some some progressive sides to it, but it's much more. Um, just driving, I know it feels great. But
0: music, music is so interesting, like that. And I think I probably speak for a lot of people. But you know, when I was a kid, um, and I was listening to music, like I wanted to hear, like I wanted to hear Slayer, like I loved Slayer, yeah, and like fast, yeah. crazy, like the crazier, the most extreme thing ever. Yeah. And then um, writing, if I would write with somebody, it would be like, let's just say I'm a kid, I'm writing. It's like, mm. oh, what's the riff? Is the riff yeah. heavy? Is the riff fast? Yeah. Is it a cool riff? You know, is it sound dark? Yeah, yeah. Now I write with someone. And it's like, so what do you want to say? What's yep. on your mind? Dude. What's going on in the world? Like what? What? What are you trying to express? So relatable. It's such a. It's such a different. You know, this guy just take a picture of us. It's kind of weird. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah I think he did I think you did dude. We should use that as the uh the photo for the <laughs> for the podcast graphic hey dude, can we can you email that to me uh, <laughs> the but but no it it's it really is true and how how music changes with your writing but also like music changes with my taste yeah. like these days I don't put on a lot of sepultura uh but I fucking love r e m and I yeah. don't know I don't know when I started liking R.E.M. Interesting. I hated them when I was a kid. Now I'm now I hear it on the radio and I'm like, "Oh, this is damn. Yeah, this like I think it's just like you get old and you just start to like dad rock." <laughs> you know how much Brian Adams I listen to these days? It's just it's uh, I mean, there's something to be said I think for maturity coming in and like maybe you know, it's okay not to fight it.
2: Yeah, dude, that that's such a great way to word it. Um mm-hmm. I've really been trying like to 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 add on to that to go off of feeling to go off what feels right like what feels good creating sometimes there's been times where i maybe something might feel a little forced but i i think it's the right thing to do so i'll do it um i it, i prefer to trust my gut and what it, it sounds cheesy, but uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, your heart. Your heart kind of already knows a lot of the answers and what feels good moving mm-hmm. forward and what you should do. It's really being able to take that advice, and even if you don't want to, and, and move with it. I've been trying to be more aware of that when it comes to songwriting and, uh, and musicianship. And right now, I feel like I'm in a really good spot with both Hail the Sun writing and with yeah. uh, the new project writing. Uh, with Nova, they both feel really good. And when you said like, uh, in a, in a session, someone might ask like, so what are you trying to say? That's like the new question. It, it, it's not so much. What's the riff? It's right. What do I want to say? What can I say? Even if it's stuff that I may have already said, but just in a different perspective or yeah. something new. And I got to dig sometimes. I really have to dig But yeah. with digging. As you know, I mean, you put out so many records comes growth. You just, yeah. That's the biggest like I want to just continue to try to g- grow um internally, externally as a songwriter, as as a musician, as a person. And when that happens, it becomes easier to say the things that I want to totally. say.
0: Totally. Totally. And and you're right. And you get older and you get busier. I I don't know. There's there's more responsibilities. Mm. It feels I feel like 10 years ago I was so much less stress. There was just so much going like so much less going on. Yeah. That now one thing that I've started to do and I don't like that I do it Mm. in like when I when I say it I don't like it, but in actual practice it's awesome. Mm. And what I do is I actually schedule time with myself to be creative. Nice. So I actually and I actually have found that yes, there are still times when, oh there's this, like, idea in my head, like, yeah. oh, grab an acoustic. Mm-hmm. Or if in your case, grab a bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, I'll, I'll still have those times, but they were getting fewer and further between. When it was, like, my, my mind was getting clouded with, like, oh, well, I got to, like, uh, I got to do this, like plumbing job and Mm. then I have to like you know oh this like there's just all these like little things I don't know why I said plumbing I think it's because I installed a (laughs) toilet today literally this morning I installed a new toilet I couldn't do that you could it's really actually really easy in fact if you're looking to do some man shit that like you feel really good about a toilet is a great place to start It'll take you like an hour. It's easy, and like the results, like it's like this is cool. I from, shit on this man
2: from scratch, like a brand new toilet. You bring it in.
0: Yeah, you just you take the old one out and you put the new one in, and it's actually you know it's actually pretty that, easy. It's a pretty rewarding. That experience. is some man shit, dude. Yeah, it's it's good. Literally, try it at home. kids, try it at home. It at home. <laughs> but but no, honestly, like when I started scheduling time and saying okay, like this block, yeah. the same way that you might schedule a band practice with other people. Yeah. Just, I started doing it with myself. Mm-hmm. Being like, this is time that I'm going to put aside. And uh, once I kind of got over the weirdness of that. Yeah. I almost like, um, I would prepare in my own head for it. hmm To when I, where I got there, I almost kind of had ideas that I didn't know were there. Just from pre-planning it.
2: Are, you is, know? Are you... That's like
0: a new tack. That's like a new life hack I have. It's like, it's like, do... Go do the thing, confirm yeah. the thing, yeah. and figure it out later.
2: Interesting,
0: you know. Are you rather like, than trying to figure every little detail out and then you know do it, are you just do the thing and then you know figure it out as you go? It kind of works.
2: Are you actually calendaring this? Like it's like yeah, a calendar and, and
0: that's it, the that's the whole that had to.
2: And uh, so then. Um, what happens if, like, do you have a cutoff? Or do you just go as long as...
0: Oh, no, I have a cutoff. So yeah. then, if
2: you're... Sp- is it? So it's important to if, have a
0: cutoff. Because is it work itself
2: out, though? Or are you ever like, fuck, I'm still really in this right now. I don't mm. want to cut off.
0: Yeah, like, I guess if... In that case, yeah. The same way that, like, with anything, if you're... Like, okay, let's, let's say you have a band practice with some guys or, like, a rehearsal. Mm, and you're, like, it's going really well. yeah, You can stay at a little longer, oh, right? Yeah. You know? If, I, that's kind of thing. But generally, I would, I would put it in a, a position where it's like, okay, I have from... It doesn't have to be a long window. It can just be like two hours, let's say. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, two hours, boom, get down to it. Nice. Turn your phone off, like, you know, turn your internet off, like, just, and just work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's kind of a new, a new approach. That's tight, dude. I've really enjoyed talking to you about this stuff, man. It's, this has been a bit of a different podcast, but I think something that a lot of people can, can get maybe a little bit of inspiration from, hopefully, you know, of, of how, you can be more creative in your life. It doesn't even have to be music-related, you know? Yeah. Just anything that you do.
2: Yeah. you're passionate about. Do you ever just... Do you go on walks?
0: Yeah, I love walking. I I'm a big walker.
2: Love that. And I, I live in uh, Alhambra, California. Now, South Pasadena uh, with Sergio. He He's my roommate. But the area is really nice. And I'll just, I like to go out for a walk for anywhere from even 30 minutes to an hour and a half and mm-hmm. just think. Because it's a trip that we have this crazy complex brain that we can use at any time. Some people don't even get to use it. Like, we're so lucky to be able to have that and I'll just walk and think and walk and think and make notes uh, in my in, in the notes app of shit that I either yeah. want to do, lyrics, melody idea. I'm sure I look like a crazy person when I'm singing into my phone really loudly over sure. traffic walking down the street. But that's something I like to do not only at home but when I come to these other spots like, yeah. like, like Toronto. Just walk. That's it's, that's it's the same. Super like, that's time with dude. yourself to
0: be creative. It's the same idea. It's fucking you great. Know? I, yeah.
2: There's no destination really. I, the destination is really just where I uh, where I started because I got to circle back. It's Usually the venue, right? But that's always really fun. I love to just think. Drive. Same thing with driving. Actually. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that on this tour. We have a bandwagon. It's our first club tour with a bandwagon. It's been fucking awesome. Cool. But there's, there's some of those. Endearing driving moments um, that I'm sure it's been a long time since you've had to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. But but those Probably driving 14, like, fourteen or fifteen years, three or four a.m. You got a bunch of coffee in you you're, yeah, you're listening nowadays to a good podcast or a, or a band and just like combing through your mind's file cabinet mm-hmm. and that it's so fucking nice.
0: I do miss that part I, of it. The thing I miss most about the the van touring and that all that stuff was is mostly the interaction with the other guys Mm -hmm. because you kind of start to lose that a little bit when you're in a bus or bandwagon because Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay it's it's time for bed you go it's not even time for bed and like sleeping necessarily it's just like okay i'm i'm going out in for the night yeah you close your curtain and you're in there by yourself and then you don't really see anybody for like you know, nine ten hours yeah, maybe yeah. until you wake up, and then maybe people are scattered, and then you don't you don't have the same interaction where when you're riding in a van for hours and hours like this, you know, yeah. right, like we're yeah. sitting in a car this close to somebody, you know, you have you have you have interaction, you have you have conversations, you listen yeah. to music together, you listen Definitely. to podcasts together. It's it's like a, I, I miss that part most, and I think that there's something that can be in, inspiring about that, mm-hmm. but also you might want to you know. um kill each other too after a while, <laughs> right? That's the other the other side of the coin.
2: Yeah. Well we've been van and trailer touring for so fucking long now that we I feel like if that was to happen it would have. We've luckily gotten over that hump of knowing how to yes. deal with us or each other in closed spaces. Yes. It's definitely been it they're, they're heated moments, but <laughs> it's still uh still fun. And you guys look like you still have a ton of fun on tour. I mean Yeah. We, oh yeah oh yeah. I've, when we I've, toured with you. In the UK, you were out hanging out every single night, just yeah, around saying what's up.
0: No, that was that was a really fun tour. I love, I loved I love that tour. I know you guys were great too. That was a lot of fun. We got yeah. we really meshed with you guys like instantly. That was
2: super sick. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see. It was
0: a short tour, as I recall. Yeah, it, it was. was just, it was only ten days, H. And it was so bloody cold, and our bus like heat didn't really work. Oh I, yeah. I was freezing cold for like the entire whatever ten days of that tour. It was like. Horrible <laughs> to be honest. That's the it's funny how that stuff, like, you, you don't really remember till you think about it, dude. Oh man, at the time it was awful.
2: Do the bus companies give you a, uh, a break when that shit happens or nah? Oh,
0: fuck no, fuck no, no. I mean, if we probably if we really bitched, yeah, maybe, but I'm like, I tend to be like, I tend to get cold easily too, okay. so maybe it was worse for me than the other guys. It's just but. so
2: essential, dude. You're torn in the wintertime, you're gonna want like that's part of the reason why you
0: have. I know, Comfort man. at home. Anyway. I, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so one last thing to talk to you about is the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. Yeah. Because you're a member. I am, dude. Yeah. And you are, I believe... No, actually, Steve from Punchline, too. You and Steve from Punchline, I believe, are the only two... Uh, Active musician members of the All Access Club. So thank you very much for your support, Donovan. Yeah, of course. And I like that you chime in on the Facebook from time to time. I I
2: comb that group. Yeah, I'll I'll go through that group. There's some good
0: stuff in there, man. People
2: are talking about. Yeah, there is. It's a cool. Everyone's really supportive of each other. Yes, and that's cool. I feel like a lot of Facebook groups these days are toxic. They're just full Mm -hmm. of toxic bullshit and dumb memes. But right. people love each other. We have they're some dumb all... memes, but, <laughs> but they're they're
0: most of the time they're pretty pretty funny.
2: The the sinners, they're all they the all sinners. look out for each other and that's cool. And they'll like plan to meet up in different cities and yeah. stuff.
0: I love the meetups and it was cool. Like the last headliner we did almost every day I met up with a group. You know, we'd have like just like a drink or oh, yeah, or right. or like a you know, a cup of water before the gig and uh yeah, it was really, really fun. That's and awesome, it's, dude. It's been a really Uplifting experience for for me, and I, I hope for all of them. So. I mean, yeah,
2: it's cool to see you build this business and this brand that is Lead Singer Syndrome. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's cool, man. Just, it's you're on it every single week. You're doing yeah a new
0: thing. It's good though. I I love um. There's so much I love about it. I love the friends that I've met through it, mm. and the relationships that I've you know had, um, and just all the people that that email me and say like, oh my god, like I love this. Yeah. I just found your show. I like where have you been all my life kind of stuff and like you know they're counting on me for every week for their commute or their other at work or like they're aspiring musicians that want to know stuff like we talked about yeah yeah. which is like really cool if we can if we can inspire somebody to to make some great art music whatever it is that's just really cool so i i've really enjoyed this like a lot so does it get but hard? thank you for the support man yeah dude the six dollars a month hey it, it, <laughs> it helps
2: dude D- does it get hard to stay on top of it on the road
0: uh you or know even in general I'd say on the road it, it, it can be hard some weeks are hard last week was hard where we were doing pre-production for a new record mm. like that's and you know pre- pre-production could be man ugh. so that <sighs> was a tough, that was a tough week um, sometimes it can be, it can be a little bit hard if, if I got like a scheduling issue where like someone cancels on me and yeah. then I'm like, Oh, I got to get an episode up this week. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that can be tough. And that, I'd say that like booking of the guests is probably the part that I like the least because okay. it's just, it's just, that's just the most difficult, yeah but I love the conversations and I love like, I, I even like editing it yeah and I like doing the intros. I love, and one thing I really like doing is I, um, uh, I always pick the music, mm-hmm. so I I'll do uh, the song at the end mm-hmm. and I'll do. A, usually do a clip in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, that's only like a 30-second clip. And I and I really, sometimes I take a kind of absurdly long time to pick that. If it's an artist that I maybe don't know that well. Yeah, yeah. Because I want, I want people to like the music and I want people to check at the guest and I want it to be good for the guest. Yeah. So when I have that, I usually try to pick like the most – Banging chorus, yeah, for that thirty-second part, right? So it's like, so people are like, oh man, this is like really good. I'm really like, you know, this is cool. I want to, you know, interest interested in this. And then at the end, I try to pick like a song that you know people will grab onto, nice. or, or a song that encapsulates kind of what the the, the essence of the artist. So yeah. those like things that I do, I really really enjoy with the that's with awesome. The podcast. Dude. Well, I mean, shit, so. it's
2: cool to see you continuing to. The- just keep up at it. It's Build gonna be, it. It.
0: it's gonna be tough for this episode. What to play because you have so much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do I right? Because I I probably want to play a Hail the Sun song. No, I think I want to do a Nova Charisma song at the end. Oh. Maybe a Hail the Sun song for the beginning.
2: Clip. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's what I probably got to do. Yeah, that's works for me, man.
0: I don't know, but hey, uh, I, I'm believe me, I'm not gonna pick it right now, <laughs> but I'll I'll agonize over it, and you know it's it's just it, i enjoy it and i i get to hear a lot of really good music that way from from the guests
2: so are there any guests you've had where you've have never heard of them until like people are actually recommending them and then you you figure you, you find them you are like holy shit I'd-
0: yeah there's been a, a few there's m- most of the bands at least i've heard of a name yeah you know what i mean just because i'm kind of you know i'm in the loop i'm right, in the scene i'm a working musician so yeah. it's rare that i'll like never have heard of a, a band that's big enough that I want to have them on the show makes sense you know um so usually but um like one band that I actually had never listened to this is going back a few years now but somebody was like oh you should uh you should have real friends uh Dan from real friends he's a mm-hmm. nice guy on, on the Dan's show awesome so yes yeah, so I was like oh yeah I've like and I my like what I thought that band was and what they are mm-hmm. was like really different Interesting. I was like and I love them so much. Like, yeah. right, o- right away, I was like, I love I love their music. Yeah. And me and Dan are such good homies now. That's awesome, I think he's going to be back for another episode pretty soon. That's cool. So that'll happen all the time when it's like, there'll just be some band that I'm like, oh, maybe I've, like, heard of them, whatever. And then I'm like, actually, like, this band is sick. Yeah. It happens all the time. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. Dan's really easy to talk to also. Like, I know. We did he's a Warped sweetheart, man. Very Absolute open. Absolute sweetheart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, anything else to tell the people? It's uh, it's almost showtime for you. You got like a... Are you a big warmer-upper? Do you do a lot of warming up? Um, I feel like
2: I can always do more, but mm-hmm. I do definitely try to warm up the, the voice a
0: little bit. You're doing a um, long show, o- over an hour.
2: Yeah, over an hour set yeah. on this headline tour, which is cool because we don't get to play as many... We hardly get to play the deep cuts that we're playing or uh, as many songs as we want to play. So it, it And I get to do... Uh, a bunch up front, go to the back to drum some, and then I finish the set up front. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's cool, but yeah, I'll warm up for about ten minutes. You playing any bass scales? No.
0: You got to play bass. Man. <laughs> uh,
2: not tonight. I no. want
0: one bass song.
2: <laughs> we have we uh, we have a, a a great, capable, funny bassist. <laughs> yes, John, yes, you do. But with uh, with Nova, maybe who who knows? Maybe who knows? one day. Who knows? If we can grow a separate arms and shit, because Sergio played keys as well, so we have to grow a third arm so we can play keys live
0: <laughs> while he plays guitar. Yeah, man. Well, it's awesome. It's awesome to see you doing so well. And thanks for taking the time and sitting in this. Dude, thank very, you, man. I mean, Queen West, the Queen West neighborhood of Toronto, is known for being a little bit weird. So I think this is right. This is right on point. This was
2: great. I, I I really did enjoy being able to chat. This is fucking awesome. Thanks Hell for yeah, taking the time to have me back on the show. Of course, show, man. Anytime. It's a lot of fun Music lovers, yes.
0: All right. Well, hey. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Pick a song for Nova Carisma song. Which one do you want to play of the three?
2: Let's play "Misleading the Story."
0: Misleading the story. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thank you, Donovan. Thank you. Donovan's new band and they're Killing it and I know they have a whole bunch Of stuff coming out real soon For y'all so keep your ear To the ground just one ear Not both ears that would be Kind of impossible but An ear a single ear To the ground to hear More news about Nova Charisma and go See Hail the Sun On tour right now with Some other amazing Bands it is not To be missed I love Hail the sun so much Thank you Donovan for taking the time Out of your busy touring schedule To sit in my filthy car And talk to me that was a uh, very 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 nice of you Next week we'll be back uh, it, I got two Possible episodes on tap I don't know which one it's going to be But they're both awesome So make sure again You hit that subscribe button I do not want you to miss it. Yeah, just go on, go on social media. Follow us uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Hit me up, email, lead syndrome at gmail.com. Do whatever it is that you want to do. It is all good. I love it. I'll leave you with another tune. Hail the sun. They got a single out right now. It's called Devastate and Recalibrate. Here it is. On Lead Singer Syndrome. We'll see you next week. Peace and love.
1: Beautiful. I want you to know that I'm scared that you'll no longer want me, and all I request is you hurt me your best.